The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I always feel like we're reaching some kind of milestone when we get to the end of September. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, Thursday of the 26th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Jerome, priest and doctor of the Church. Born in 345, he was known to have a bad temper, but above all, he was a scripture scholar, translating most of the Old Testament from the Hebrew Jerome also wrote commentaries, which are a great source of inspiration for us today. He was an avid student, a thorough scholar, a prodigious letter writer, and a consultant to monk, bishop, and pope. St. Augustine said of him, What Jerome is ignorant of, no mortal has ever known. St. Jerome is particularly important for having made a translation of the Bible, which came to be called the Vulgate. The Council of Trent called for a new and corrected edition of the Vulgate and declared it the authentic text to be used by the Church. St. Jerome died in 420. St. Jerome, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that we all will make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus Christ, it is so moving to think of the so-called 72 others that we read about in today's Gospel when you appointed and sent them out ahead of you in pairs to all the towns and places that you yourself were to visit. And boy, talk of precise instructions. St. Luke records for us the whole event in his Gospel, chapter 10. And he says that you told them the following. The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. And so Jesus, with these words, you wanted to instruct them on the importance of prayer. Prayer should always precede any apostolic action. Then you go on to give them further instructions. You tell them, start off now. But remember, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals. Salute no one on the road. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be, peace to this house. And if a man of peace leaves there, your peace will go and rest on him. 
If not, it will come back to you. Stay in the same house, taking what food and drink they have to offer, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is set before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not make you welcome, go out into its streets and say, We wipe off the very dust of your town that clings to our feet and leave it with you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. I tell you, on that day, it will not go as hard with Sodom as with that town. Lord Jesus, how precise your instructions are, how clear your words are. And my guess is that you wanted them to focus on their mission and be less distracted with other things. And Lord, many times I think this is what I need, to be so focused on my mission, on what my vocation is about, and to be less distracted by the noise around me. In a world that is so filled with so much noise, so many distractions, May I always remember the one thing necessary. And I remembered the story of the martyrs of Korea, St. Andrew Kim Taegon, Paul Chong Hassan, and companions. Recently we celebrated their feast and their story moved me. I found their story well summarized in Universalis website. And so it turns out that for centuries, Korea was closed to all outside influences and all contact with foreigners was forbidden. No missionaries went there. Nevertheless, a number of laymen sought to find out all that they could about the outside world through the annual assembly to Peking. Speaking of good books, and I have a friend who says that life is too short to read bad books, some books about Christianity fell into their hands, and they were converted. Because of the secrecy involved, it is impossible to tell the origin of Christianity in Korea with precision. It may have started in the early 17th century, but the first known baptism is that of someone by the name of Ni Seong Hong, who was baptized under the name of Peter when he visited Peking in 1784. Now, the first known martyrs are Pon Yong and James Ko Wen, who in 1791 refused to offer sacrifice on the death of their relatives. Over the next century, over 10,000 Korean Christians were executed with great cruelty, and many others perished. And Jesus, I wanted to pause here and think about this. Because oftentimes we hear of stories of terrible things happening and Christians suffering the consequences. But it is also disheartening to hear times of terrible things happening and you have Christians who betray you. What a shame. And so Jesus, give me the courage to be like this matters. That I may be willing to die rather than offend you rather than compromise your doctrine, your teaching. For most of this period, the church in Korea had no priests and was an entirely lay phenomenon. Then, in 1794, the first priest to visit Korea, a Chinese, found a community of 4,000 Catholics who had never seen a priest. He was executed in 1801. Two further Chinese priests, sent at the request of the Korean church, had a similarly brief ministry. Some 30 years later, at the request of Korean Catholics, Pope Leo XIII of happy memory established the Prefecture Apostolic of Korea, and a new missionary phase began. The first of these missionaries, a French priest from the Paris Foreign Mission Society, entered the country in 1836 and was beheaded three years later. Many others followed. Andrew Kim Taegon, the first Korean priest, 
was secretly trained in Macau, and he entered Korea in 1845 and was executed two years later in 1846, together with his father, a lay apostle, St. Paul Chong Hassang, and many others perished at the same time. A further major persecution occurred in 1866. On 20th September, we celebrate 103 Korean martyrs. Most of them are laymen and women, some married, some not, some old, some young, some even children. And I cannot help but recall some beautiful words spoken by St. John Paul II on occasion of the canonization of these martyrs. He said, the Korean church is unique because it was founded entirely by lay people. This fledgling church, so young and yet so strong in faith, withstood wave after wave of fierce persecution. Thus, in less than a century, it could boast of 10,000 martyrs. The death of these many martyrs became the leaven of the church and led to today's splendid flowering of the church in Korea. Even today, the undying spirit sustains the Christians of the Church of Silence in the north of this tragically divided land. And so Jesus, even in an age in which people are willing to compromise, may never compromise my faith. And just like this, 72, may I be focused on my mission. May I remain faithful to your truth especially as enunciated by Holy Mother Church in her creeds, in her dogmas, in her doctrine. May I be willing and bold enough to transmit these truths with fidelity, with courage, starting with my family, with my friends, with tact as well, knowing that, yes, the culture will be like the wolves that surround the lambs. O Holy Spirit, give me the gift of tongues, so that I may reach many hearts, and especially in those moments of conversations with my friends, with my family, may I find the right words to turn their hearts to you. And to end this time of prayer, Jesus, I find some words written by one of the martyrs, Andrew Kim Taigon, who writes from prison, explaining how faith is crowned by love and perseverance. And he says, and I quote, as scripture tells us, God takes care of the least of the hairs of our head, and nothing escapes his infinite knowledge. How then can we see this persecution except as something ordered by the Lord, either as a prize or as a punishment? Follow therefore the will of God. Fight with all your heart for our divine leader Jesus, and you will vanquish the demon of this world who has already been vanquished by Christ. I implore you, do not forget fraternal love, but help one another and persevere until the Lord takes pity on us and ends this persecution. Now I turn to you, my lady. I ask you to help me be focused on the mission that Christ has entrusted to me, with persecution or no persecution. And St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, obtain for me the grace and the strength to persevere along my path to holiness. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour. We'll begin praying the Liturgy of the Hours in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Celebrating St. Jerome, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church now 
as we begin our day of prayer. Led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning. is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. 
All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision. All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for for you you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? and forget our oppression and misery. For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you you are merciful. merciful. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. 
From the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Philippians. My brothers, rejoice in the Lord. I find writing you these things no burden, and for you it is a safeguard. Be aware of unbelieving dogs. Watch out for workers of evil. Be on guard against those who mutilate. It is we who are the circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God in glory in Christ Jesus rather than putting our trust in the flesh, though I can be confident even there. If anyone thinks he has a right to put his trust in external evidence, all the more can I. I was circumcised on the eighth day, being of the stock of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrew origins. In legal observance, I was a Pharisee, and so zealous that I persecuted the church. I was above reproach when it came to justice based on the law. But those things I used to consider gain, I have now reapprised as loss in the light of Christ. I have come to rate all as loss in the light of the surpassing knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. For his sake, I have forfeited everything. I have accounted all else rubbish so that Christ may be my wealth and I may be in him, not having any justice of my own based on observance of the law. The justice I possess is that which comes through faith in Christ. It has its origin in God and is based on faith. I wish to know Christ and the power flowing from his resurrection, likewise to know how to share in his sufferings by being formed in the pattern of his death. Thus do I hope that I may arrive at resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have reached it yet or have already finished my course, but I am racing to grasp the prize if possible since I have been grasped by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not think of myself as having reached the finish line. I give no thought to what lies beyond, but to push on to what is ahead. My entire attention is on the finish line as I run toward the prize to which God calls me. Life on high in Christ Jesus. All of us who are spiritually mature must have this attitude. If you see it another way, God will clarify the difficulty for you. It is important that we continue on our course no matter what stage we have reached. The Word of the Lord I have counted all things worthless so that I might gain Christ. I wish to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and to be one with him in his sufferings. We believe that if we die with Christ, we shall also live with him. I wish to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and to be one with him in his sufferings. A reading from the Prologue of the Commentary on Isaiah by St. Jerome priest. I interpret as I should, following the command of Christ, 
search the scriptures, and seek, and you shall find. Christ will not say to me what he said to the Jews. You erred, not knowing the scriptures, and not knowing the power of God. For if, as Paul says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God, and if the man who does not know Scripture does not know the power and wisdom of God, then ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Therefore I will imitate the head of the household, who brings out of his storehouse things both new and old, and say to his spouse in the Song of Songs, I have kept for you things new and old, my beloved. In this way, Permit me to explain Isaiah, showing that he was not only a prophet, but an evangelist and an apostle as well. For he says about himself and the other evangelists, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news, of those who announce peace. And God speaks to him as if he were an apostle. Whom shall I send? Who will go to my people? And he answers, Here I am. Send me. No one should think that I mean to explain the entire subject matter of this great book of Scripture in one brief sermon, since it contains all the mysteries of the Lord. It prophesies that Emmanuel is to be born of a virgin and accomplish marvelous works and signs. It predicts his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead as the Savior of all men. I need say nothing about the natural sciences, ethics, and logic. Whatever is proper to Holy Scripture, whatever can be expressed in human language and understood by the human mind, is contained in the book of Isaiah. Of these mysteries the author himself testifies when he writes, You shall be given a vision of all things, like words in a sealed scroll. When they give the writings to a wise man, they will say, Read this. And he will reply, I cannot, for it is sealed. And when the scroll is given to an uneducated man, and he is told, Read this, he will reply, I do not know how to read. Should this argument appear weak to anyone, let him listen to the apostle. Let two or three prophets speak, and let others interpret. If, however, a revelation should come to one of those who are seated there, let the first one be quiet. How can they be silent, since it depends on the Spirit who speaks through his prophets, whether they remain silent or speak? If they understood what they were saying, all things would be full of wisdom and knowledge. But it was not the air vibrating with the human voice that reached their ears, but rather it was God speaking within the soul of the prophets, just as another prophet says, It is an angel who spoke in me, and again, crying out in our hearts, Abba, Father, and I shall listen to what the Lord God says within me. All Scripture is inspired by God and is valuable for teaching and for showing the way to holiness. So that the man of God might become fully qualified and equipped for every good work. The wise son is one who keeps God's law. So that the man of God might become fully qualified and equipped for every good work. Let us pray. O God, who gave the priest St. Jerome a living and tender love for sacred scripture, grant that your people may be ever more fruitfully nourished by your word 
and find in it the fount of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Jerome, priest and doctor of the church, I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, depending on which translation you're reading, Jesus is sending out either 70 or 72 disciples, and he is giving them very specific instructions. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to come. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and salute no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest upon him. But if not, it shall return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it shall be more tolerable on that day for Sodom than for that town. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily mass readings on the relevant radio app. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Let's examine that statement just a bit more closely. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Among the crowds that followed Jesus, there was a large number of disciples. They included many who accompanied our Lord from the time of the baptism of John to the Ascension. The Acts of the Apostles gives us further news about some of these people, especially Joseph called Barsabbas and Matthias. Christ appeared to two of these disciples, Cleopas and his companion, on the road to Emmaus. None of these disciples was called to be one of the original twelve apostles, but they were nevertheless an important and highly dedicated group of followers. They formed the nucleus of the primitive church after Pentecost. 
The Gospel of today's Mass tells of the time when Jesus appointed 72 of these disciples to prepare the people for his arrival. The harvest is plentiful, he told them, but the laborers are few. In our day, the apostolic panorama is equally immense. Traditionally, Christian countries which need to be re-evangelized, nations which have suffered many years of religious persecution, entire peoples thirsting for doctrine. We need only look about us at our surroundings, our place of work or study, the means of communication, in order to grasp the dimensions of what needs to be done. The harvest is plentiful. Whole countries and nations where religion and the Christian life were formerly flourishing and capable of fostering a viable and working community of faith are now put to a hard test and in some cases are even undergoing a radical transformation as a result of a constant spreading of an indifference to religion, of secularism, and atheism. This particularly concerns countries and nations of the so-called first world, in which economic well-being and consumerism, even if coexistent with a tragic situation of poverty and misery, inspires and sustains a life lived as if God did not exist. This indifference to religion and the practice of religion devoid of true meaning in the face of life's very serious problems are not less worrying and upsetting when compared with declared atheism. Sometimes the Christian faith as well, while maintaining some of the externals of its tradition and rituals, tends to be separated from those moments of human existence which have the most significance, such as birth, suffering, and death. In such cases, the questions and formidable enigmas posed by these situations, if remaining without responses, expose contemporary people to an inconsolable delusion or to the temptation of eliminating the truly humanizing dimension of life implicit in these problems. Now is the time to spread the divine seed and to harvest as well. There are places where it is difficult to sow the seed for lack of means. There are harvests which are being lost because there are not enough laborers. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Early Christianity grew up in a world which seems very much like our own. It boasted abundant material means but suffered from great spiritual poverty. The early church had the necessary vigor to protect itself from paganizing influences. It was also vibrant enough to transform a worldly civilization from within. The world today seems no more difficult to evangelize. At first sight, it may appear to be closed to Christ. Yet if we are firmly united to the Lord as the first Christians were, we can be sure that the transformation will take place once again. How well are we succeeding in our efforts to transform the people around us? the members of our family, our friends, our colleagues at work. The world is in need of many things, but there is no doubt that it is in great need of apostles who are holy, cheerful, loyal to the church, and eager to make Christ known. The Lord is calling us to work in his fields. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Prayer is the most effective means of winning new apostles. Our apostolic zeal has to be manifested, first of all, in a continuous prayer of petition for new apostles. Prayer always comes first. That cry of the Son of God lamenting that the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few is always relevant. How it tears at our heartstrings. 
That cry came from Christ's mouth for you to hear too. How have you responded to it up to now? Do you pray at least daily for that intention of His? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 13 before the hour. Time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. O shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea. To the great river it stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength. And we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, eternal shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, 
and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your joy joy to God God, our our strength. strength. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. 
Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise let the church tell forth the wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all, all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all its beauty, those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Remember us, Lord, when you come to your kingdom and teach us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And, and forgive us our trespasses, as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
O God, who gave the priest St. Jerome a living and tender love for sacred scripture, grant that your people may be ever more fruitfully nourished by your word and find in it the fount of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The day is new, and it's time to get on with it. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.